What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Destination DPM Podcast. I'm your host, Uche Ukachuku, and I'm here to share inspiration and provide you with insight into my podiatric medical journey. So on this episode, I'm going to be talking about the application to podiatry school. I'm going to be letting you guys know what is needed to apply. I'm going to be walking you through the application and give you just some general tips for applying to podiatric medical school. So... What you're going to be using to apply is the AACPMAS, and that stands for the American Association of Colleges of Podiatric Medicine Application Service. So that basically is just a centralized application that you're going to be using to apply to all of the podiatric medical schools that you want to apply to. So it's going to require information like your grades, your standardized test scores, your letters of recommendation. Um, and just basically everything that you need and it's going to send it to the different podiatric medical schools all for you. So the way that you can find that is you can just go to Google and search AACPMAS and then it's just going to be that very first link. When you go on that, you're, it's going to ask you to make a username and password and make your login information. And then after you do all of that, the first section of the application is going to be the biographical information. So that's just going to be everything from like your name, your birth information, your contact information, citizenship status, race and ethnicity, and even other information like um, the languages that you speak or if you have any military status. So then after you complete that section of the application, the next section is going to be the academic history. So the prerequisites for podiatric medical school are um, eight credit hours of biology with lab, eight credit hours of chemistry, so that's general chemistry one and general chemistry two with lab, eight credit hours of organic chemistry, so that's organic chemistry one and organic chemistry two with their labs, also physics one and physics two with their labs, and then six to eight credits of English. So note that these are the minimum requirements um, to apply to podiatric medical school, and each school might have um, different specific requirements that they might want you to have. So what I recommend is um, to definitely fulfill those requirements and also fulfill the requirements for the school um, that you specifically want to apply to. So also in the academic history section of the application, so that's where you're going to put all of your standardized test scores. You're going to put the information about the colleges that you attended. So for me, I attended both a four-year institution and I also did summer classes at a community college. So I put um, all of my information and all of the grades for um, those two institutions that I attended. So when you're putting in um, all of the courses and all of the grades for your classes, something that I would recommend is to also have a copy of your transcript with you when you're putting that all the information in because that's going to make it so much easier just for you to organize all of it by semester and just for you to remember um, the amount of credits that each class was and the grade that you got for each class. So after you've finished inputting all of your grades from all of the classes that you've taken, the next section on the application is going to be the 
supporting information. So this is the section where you're gonna put things like your experiences, whether you've had like honors, your personal statement, and your letters of recommendation. So for the experiences section, um, there's gonna be different experiences types, like extracurricular activities, volunteering, um, healthcare experiences. So I'm gonna give you an example of what I put for a healthcare experience and what I put for a non-healthcare experience. So one of the healthcare experiences that I did after I graduated um, from college was I was a medical assistant. And so on the application, you're just gonna put the employer, so um, where you worked, so where I worked as a medical assistant, um, you're gonna put um, some information for your supervisor so that they can have somebody to contact regarding that experience. You're gonna put um, the dates from which you had that experience, um, the status if you were part-time or full-time, and then about how many hours a week and the total weeks that you did that experience. And then it's gonna use that information and calculate the total hours that you had for that experience. And then there's gonna be a section that's um, experience details. So this is where you're gonna talk about what the experience is. And I would also add like, how you benefited or what you learned from the experience. So this is from my medical assistant um, experience and this is the experience details that I put. So while working as a medical assistant, I am responsible for the input of electronic health records into a computerized health record system. I'm also responsible for answering patients' phone calls and scheduling appointment visits for patients. Before patient appointments, I'm responsible for collecting vitals such as blood pressure, height, weight, of the patients. This experience has given me more insight into the clinical side of healthcare. So that's kind of like an example of like the experience details that you can put um, for the different um, experiences that you had. I would say that there's not like a lot of room to write a lot on the experience. So just try to be concise and just try to stick to um, what the experience was and kind of like how you kind of learned from the experience. So the non-healthcare experience example that I'm gonna give is my experience as a resident assistant. So just like the other one, you're gonna add um, the information, like the title of the experience, the employer, the um, information for the supervisor, the experience dates, your status, and then how many hours a week, and then how many total weeks that you did the experience. And then it's gonna, again, calculate the total hours. So for my resident assistant experience, what I put for the experience details was, while working as a resident assistant, I had the opportunity to build a community to ensure a safe and productive academic environment for all of the residents in the hall. Leading as a resident assistant for the past three years has made me further understand the importance of having good leadership skills. As a resident assistant, I was able to serve as a mentor to many of my first your students by helping them through their academic and emotional needs i've also learned how important it is to be a team player while leading in this role so again just talking about what the experience was and what um, that experience has taught you so after that section the next section is where you can put any um, achievements or honors that you've had so this can be anything from like scholarships or maybe like you were on like the dean's list so just um putting that information in the date at which you received received that achievement and then um a description for that achievement
So then after you put in all of your achievements, the next section is gonna be where you put in your personal statement. Now for me, I had already been working on my personal statement before I even like started the application. So when I was done with my personal statement and had it reviewed and everything, I just copied and pasted it from my Word document to the application. And on the next episode, I'm going to be going deeper into the personal statement and giving you guys some tips and um, reading my personal statement to you guys as well. So tune in to the next episode. So another thing that you're going to also need while applying is your letters of recommendation. So for me, I use the service called Interfolio to kind of organize all of my letters of recommendations. It was only $50 for the year and I think it's definitely worth it just for you to organize all of them and for you to be able to send them to all of the different schools that you're sending them to. So some tips that I would give for your letter of recommendation is obviously make sure it's from a person that can speak to your strengths and make sure um, that you get letters from people that really know you. So the most important letter of recommendation in your whole application is going to be the one from the podiatric physician. So you definitely want to make sure that you have been shadowing this physician for, you know, quite some time, not just one day or two days, but, you know, shadow them for like a week or even like, you know, spend a month in the clinic just shadowing them just on your free time. I know it might not be easy to find podiatrists to shadow, but one thing that I used to find a podiatrist that I shadowed was um, the DPM network. So the DPM network is basically a service that can link you to different podiatric physicians that probably are in your area and you can reach out to them all of the podiatric physicians on there i believe that they've like volunteered to be on there so that they can um, allow students to shadow and to learn about the field of podiatric medicine Another way that you can get a podiatrist to shadow is by calling different podiatrist office within your city and, you know, explaining to them that you're a student looking for shadowing opportunities to shadow a podiatrist. And, you know, maybe they might say yes, they might like have you in the office to shadow for a couple days or a couple weeks. And another way to find a podiatric physician to shadow is to ask your primary care physician, your family doctor, if they know a podiatrist or work with a podiatrist that you can shadow because it's not uncommon for um, podiatrists and family care physicians to work in the same environment. So definitely um, use those resources and use those connections that um, your doctor's office might have with other different healthcare professionals. So some other um, letters of recommendation that you might consider getting are from a research or science professor, um, a non-science professor, and any leaders in the community involvement or extracurricular activities that you had been doing. So after the supporting information section, there's going to be a custom question section. Um, it's very short. It's basically just... Um, allowing you to check whether you agree to the AACPMAS guidelines, um, asking you if you've um, applied to podiatric medical school before, or if you've applied to any other healthcare professional school, like maybe PA nursing, allopathic or osteopathic medicine, and if you used the um, DPM network. 
and then it's also going to ask you any uh, some other questions like if you have any relatives in podiatric medicine and then um how you got interested or how you learned about podiatric medicine so after the custom question section, there might be supplemental questions based on the specific school that you're applying to. So they might be asking questions like how you found out about the program or even asking you to submit additional um, paragraphs just so that they can get to know you better. So now that I've gone through the application, I'm just going to give you some general tips um, for applying. So, so number one, research the different schools that you're applying to, kind of know the stats that you should be using to apply to, know um, how much experience that they want you to have, how much volunteering that they require that you have, just so that you're not applying and not fulfilling the requirements that they want you to have. And then the other tips that I would give is to um, get things done early, like get things like your letter of recommendations um, done early, your shadowing and your volunteering experience, all of those clinical things, um, get those done early because it can be kind of hard to be doing your application and also like trying to fulfill those requirements as well. Um, and also, you know, with your personal statement, you know, start working on that early. I remember it took me about a couple months to do my personal statement. And I went through, I think, about three drafts until I finally had my final draft of my personal statement. And, you know, with that personal statement, get it edited by different people, um, you know, podiatrists, non-podiatrists, people in healthcare, and people that are not in healthcare. Um, you know, get those people to evaluate your personal statement and then uh another tip is to know that the schools go on a rolling admission so again the early the earlier that you apply the earlier that you are considered for an interview the earlier that you're considered for scholarships so definitely just getting things done early will be very very beneficial for you in this process so with that, I want to thank you for listening to yet another episode of the Destination DPN podcast. Be sure to listen to the next episode where I go deeper into the personal statement and give you some tips for um, the personal statement for podiatry school. Thank you and take care. Have a great day.